Hello and welcome to The Sanctum. The Sanctum is a place where you can come and know God in a personal way. We'll talk about spiritual formation and what it looks like to really dive into your faith no matter what stage of life that you're at. Specifically, I'm super excited today because I am going to be introducing a new co-host, but don't worry, before I get to that, hi, my name's MG. I am a recent college graduate and I have a heart and a passion to teach people about diving into their relationship with Jesus. So I'm super excited today because we have a new co-host. All right. Welcome to my dad. Hi, dad. (laughs) Hey guys. Yes, I am MG's father, uh, to be more formal. Uh, but yeah, I am a pastor um and uh yeah i'm excited about this opportunity to talk about spiritual formation uh rhythms of life spiritually speaking um just real quick i am not a recent college graduate uh as you may know <laughs> uh but i am a pastor um recently uh pastoring a church called church without borders in prague and you can check that out on instagram also having a ministry called enter in which is a worship ministry and then joining uh marley grace in this sanctum space and really looking forward to it so yeah i'm ready to get going you you ready marley oh yeah i'm super ready and if you have been around for a little while you may have recognized that we have had a little bit of a shift i was first called rhythms of intent with mg and now we are called the sanctum ministries and that's for a couple of different reasons one is just to become a little more inclusive to young adults in general second i just had a a feeling in my heart that I just needed to kind of broaden this because the Lord is really speaking into different ways that I could grow this ministry. And part of it is partnering with my dad and obviously could really partner with my dad and have it be called Rhythms of Intent with MG. Um, Also, just to give you guys a little more of like an insight of who my dad is, his name is Jeff Rogers, and he is genuinely one of the most wise people that I know. He loves digging deep into the practical and the like really diving into what does it look like to live faith in every aspect of life so you are in for a treat because man this this business partnership but also just this relationship that my dad and I have is super fun and we can't wait to just share it with you guys on this podcast episode but before we dive in dad I have a couple of questions for you if that's okay they're more on the fun side so don't worry they're not too crazy I totally didn't prep you on this, but tell me, what is your favorite thing in the entire world? Anything to do with uh, LSU sports. Uh, If you know (laughs) me, if you, uh, as we share this, even on my personal page, if you know me, you know I am a diehard uh, LSU. That's Louisiana State University for all you Northerners. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I went to school there, graduated from there, come from a long line of graduates, except my two children. Uh, but I'm right, a let you down big on fan. Yep, big sports fan, basketball, football, baseball, the whole deal. So that's a that's like the main thing. If you know me, uh, you'll hear me use a lot of references to sports or to teams, mm-hmm. uh, especially as we talk about spirituality, because there's so much in that uh, as we work together. But yeah, that's that's a fun For fact. Sure. Fun yeah. fact. And tell me, where are you located right now? Yeah, well, currently uh, we work for a mission organization called Teach Beyond. Uh, we are based out of Prague. Uh, currently, we are temporarily living in the Wheaton, uh, Illinois area, right outside of Chicago, temporarily uh, on an assignment here. Uh, we are actually uh, associate regional directors, my wife and I, for uh, Europe for a mission organization where we develop and train 
uh, leaders, uh, sp specifically like teen leaderships uh, in international Christian schools all over Europe. Uh, and we also take care of certain projects yeah. uh, and help identify those and grow those in all of Europe. So, uh, yeah, we've been living in Prague for a little bit over three years, temporarily back here where our headquarters is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, still doing the church, Church Without Borders. We're uh, moving into a micro church model, which, hey, maybe we can talk about on here one day. But, yeah, yeah lots of stuff go, lots of stuff going on, but uh, really excited to, to get into this idea, uh, practically speaking, uh, of spiritual formation and just applying it to real life uh, right. without, you know, without a lot of a lot of fluff and all that, but just getting real. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited just to jump into it because I know in this day and age, we, I feel like young adults just have a weird conception mm -hmm. of what spirituality really is. And right. especially within the Christian church, really diving into what does it look like to have a real relationship with God that isn't this, you know, very structured legalistic view of the church that I feel like modern society kind of has. So I'm really excited to dive into that with you. So are you ready to just kind of jump on in? Let's go. Awesome. Well, as you guys know, the Sanctum is all about spiritual formation and transformation. So we are going to talk about what is spiritual formation? How do you dive into spiritual formation and how do you really pursue it? So Dad, tell me a little bit more about what spiritual formation is to you. Yeah, I just think spiritual formation, uh, when we look at it, it sounds like this real, you know, but a kind of academia, tough word mm -hmm. to understand. But really, practically speaking, it's just an intentional practice of building a lifelong relationship with God and with his son, Jesus Christ, and understanding that it's a process, right? Um, understanding that it is a journey. Uh, in which we take time to open our hearts uh, to that deeper connection uh, with God and really exploring that and really understanding what does that look like for, for you and um, understanding that we're not, uh, use, to use a sports term, sitting on the sidelines of life, right. of life uh, but that we are actually active participants uh, with God. This is a relationship that we have with him and he's always inviting us to pursue him. He's always inviting us into that deeper connection, that deeper relationship with him. Uh, that's sort of kind of how I define um, spiritual formation. And a scripture that I like to, to use when discussing this with other people is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. And it says, therefore, uh, we do not lose heart. And that's a very important statement there. It says, mm -hmm. though outwardly we are wasting away. In other words, our life is temporary, um, yeah. yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And so that's a question we all have to ask ourselves is, are we being renewed day by day? And what is renewing us? And who are we seeking that renewal from? Are we seeking it from the world? Or are we seeking right. it spiritually through our relationship with God? Uh, and specifically his son, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think that's so interesting though, like the statement, therefore we do not lose heart because a lot right. of times I feel like we rely a lot on emotion and sometimes emotion can get really muddy when it comes right. to the world, right? Like, I don't know. Right, I, I know right. about yeah. me, like I can be a little bit of an emotional roller coaster at times. And what, yeah. what is saying is not to disregard our emotions and to mm -hmm. disregard how we feel, but to really ground that in the Holy Spirit and how he is telling us to live out our life. I'm, yeah, I'm curious I, though, like, 
I, I just feel like spiritual formation wasn't really a term I grew up with. Like I, I always heard about having this personal relationship with Jesus, this quiet time, this like, you know, devotional time, but spiritual formation wasn't something I learned about until I was a sophomore in college. And I'm curious, was that similar with you? Did you grow up with that language or is that a new yeah. Well, I have a very, as you know, very uh, interesting past when it comes to religion and uh, organized religion and church and all those things. Just for the people watching this, I grew up uh, in a Baptist home, a very loving family. We went to church, did all those good things. Mm -hmm. uh, youth ministry, my youth pastor was very formative uh, in, in, in my life and even who I am now. Uh, but I also went to like an assembly of God, <laughs> like K through eight school. <laughs> And yeah. a running joke, a running joke in my family is I did go to an all boys Catholic high school because uh, I Wait, am from South Louisiana. What all boys Catholic high school? Yeah, I did not yeah. know that. That's I'm a whole another. That's a whole. That's a whole nother <laughs> episode. That's a whole nother episode. But, uh, but that I think it was really actually in my high school years of going to that school, mm -hmm. um, where I really started understanding, uh, reflection, uh. A, contemplative lifestyle um, and understanding really some tenets of spiritual formation uh, instead of like just going to church, check the box, go to youth group, check the box. I think it was in right. those years where I started learning as the keyword now, the buzzword is rhythms. Um, I started learning how over to, here. right. Yeah. I started learning how to take care of my personal relationship with Christ, mm -hmm. uh, not just by doing, uh, but by being still and being with God. And so, yeah, I think if that explains that well, um, that's sort of kind of my journey in that. And uh, spiritual formation was not something I really necessarily learned growing up, up until, you know, those high school years. Right. And, uh, you know, sort of kind of took heart to that uh, then. So what's really unique about this podcast and the reason that my dad and I decided to partner together is because we have a unique experience combined of just diving into one young adult space. My dad has been a youth right. pastor. He's been around college students. He, you know, obviously he went to college. He's been to seminary. He's walked life. He has gone through the corporate world and he is now a pastor. And my side of things is I, you know, just graduated college. I am an emerging young adult and trying to figure out my life. Um, yeah. But God is really just pressed into me the last four years spiritual formation so the whole point behind this is to really look at how can the two of us help develop and equip young adults today to be able to live their life out in a spiritually formed way um which is what god has called us to and so i'm super excited dad because i just feel yep. like there's going to be so much um relevant conversation just between right. our shared experiences and also our unique yeah. experiences. But um, next, I just kind of want to dive into like, why should we even care about spiritual formation? So the what is, you know, having that intentional practice of building life and building a relationship, but why, like, why should I even pursue this? Why should a young adult, you know, take the time to pursue a relationship that is spiritually formative with God? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. And uh just a side note before we get into that is we yeah. planted our church in Prague. Um, really, our tar our target audience was teenagers and 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds because I, I really do believe uh, your generation yeah. uh, and plus, plus 10, minus 10 of your age uh, is really seeking something deeper, really seeking something practical. And, and so I think this just sort of kind of fits in. And that's our heart, my wife and I. Uh, that's our passion. So 
you know, to, to pursue a spiritually formed life, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that whole, how do we pursue God? Right. Okay. How do we pursue God? Uh, there's also a topic I think we'll discuss at a later time that are really um, sort of kind of six streams of spiritual formation. And just real quick, I'll, I'll talk about those. It's having a, a life that's uh, full of prayer. It's um, having what we call a virtuous life or a, a life of integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's having that spirit empowered life or getting that that fuel uh, in our lives from being in the presence uh, and the power uh, of God and the spirit, um, having that compassionate life as we go through the ins and outs and uh, the day-to-day of our lives. Uh, and that means extending compassion into every sphere, every every person in our life. Uh, the word-centered life, and that's the Bible, uh, living that life-giving message, staying in the word and then giving it to others, sharing it with others. And then a sacramental life. And I think this is really a, a big part of it. And that's encountering that mystery of God, the invisible mm. God uh, in the visible world. How do we do that? And I think our podcast will really get into that. But when it comes to pursuing a spiritually formed life, you know, uh, you've heard me say this over and over and over. I run all of our ministry, all of our concepts. Uh, God laid this on my heart over 20 years ago to do everything that that we do in a godly, effective, and excellent manner. And I'll repeat wow, that. Wow, that's godly... almost as old as me, Dad. What are you talking it's, about, man, you old it, man? It, <laughs> yeah, you know, it might be older than you, but uh, I learned <laughs> this from some mentors early in my life, and it's based on Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 15 and 16, um, and verses 23, and I'll get into that later. But, you know, here here's some ways that I think that we can actively pursue God. And and that first tenet there is to do it in a godly way. Yeah. And that is really to be in his word, right? Right. I don't know about you, but sometimes we find it hard to stay consistent in his word. Right. Um, and I, I think it's important that we start there. Um, and then to study his word. And that's a, that's a big thing because uh, studying his word goes a little bit f- further than reading his word, because I think some of us are intimidated. A lot of us are intimidated by when we read the word of God, we may not understand it. And so we want to talk about how how do we understand the word of God when we maybe hit an obstacle or we maybe hit a, uh, you know, a, a passage of scripture where it's difficult to understand. And who do we bring into the picture then? Uh, and what do we bring into the picture then uh, for that revelation? Um, we also need to, to, as we pursue him, learn who he is, to learn who he is. And that that comes through talking to him. That, that's prayer, right? That's talking, right. that's having a, da- a daily and active conversation with him, that's seeking him uh, in all that we do. Uh, and then the big the big part, the hardest part, which I get a lot of questions from a lot of people on and something I struggle with too, and that's listening to him. Mm, listening that's to him. good, yeah. Um, and to me, how do we listen to him? We have to be still, we have to be silent. Uh, but then I think the other thing is we have to listen to others around us who we surround ourselves. God speaks through other people. Uh, and so then that leads to asking others about him. And then sort of that last idea of how, how do we spiritually pursue God? Um, and how do we get that spiritually formed life is we get involved, we get involved and, and that looks different for everyone. And that's, let's not make this too churchy of a term, uh, but, but we have, we have to get involved in and as we read his scripture, as as we learn, as we 
uh, be, are led by other people as we talk um, to then share that with other people, go through that struggle with other people and uh, get involved in, in helping and, and yeah, doing do it alone. And, uh, yeah. And can't, cause you can't do it alone. And uh, you know, I use the phrase go and be right. And so uh, yeah, I think that's sort of kind of, if that, if that answers that first question, how, how do we pursue God? And um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in that godly way. I think before we jump into the second two tenets of the godly effective excellence, I kind of want to dive into godly just for a quick second for people who, you know, young adults, there's this tendency when we go to school, when we get our first job to really kind of take a step back from our relationship with God, or or maybe people have never had a relationship with God. So when you say godly, and it's like the why, what would you say to that person who? either A, hasn't been around the Lord in a really long time, or B, is just starting to seek God for the first time. Like, how do they pursue to live a godly life if it's been years on years since they've ever done it? Or maybe they've never done it at all. Right. Well, I think it's that that it's going back to that first thing I said, which is to read his word, get back into the word. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the illumination that comes from reading the word of God is is where it's at. And, um, you know, to, to go off this whole thing of godly, uh, effective, and excellent, I'm going to read from you Colossians chapter 3, because I think this might answer your question. Yeah. And it says, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts. That means take over your hearts mm. and be thankful. I think that's the first step, is to let uh, the peace of Christ, let that relationship with Christ be the thing that that takes over your life, takes over your heart. And and those things that we just talked about, reading and studying and learning more about who he is, is a great way to reignite, to sort of kind of rekindle, um, you know, sort of kind of the fog that I say many people go through, especially right. if you are a Christian and you grow up in church and all that good stuff. And then you hit college and then I call it sort of the spiritual fog era where you sort of kind of are grabbing different things, learning different things. You're out in the world for the first time outside the bubble of your parents. Um, yeah, and I think getting, once you get past that, it's, it's sort of kind of diving back in, uh, for those who do sort of kind of, like you said, drift because there's a major drift. So many people that grow up in the church, so many people that grow up as Christians do drift away from the Lord, uh, in between those ages of 18 to 24, 25. Right. And many of them never return. And so, uh, hopefully this podcast helps some of those out there who are still in doubt or questioning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and if you're hearing this and you're like, man, but I just really don't know where to start. I want you to know that that is why we're here. We would love yep. to just engage with you on social media and we will have different resources available for you on how to even start to live a spiritually formed life. So don't be scared. This is just the beginning of a really exciting journey. All right, dad, right. let's get into the last two, effective and excellence. What does it look like to pursue effectiveness and excellence in spiritual formation? Yeah, so effectiveness, I'll go ahead and read the scripture. It's uh, It follows up after we talked about let, letting Christ rule in your hearts and being thankful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and encouraging one another. Yeah. Uh, through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And I really think it's that whole gratitude thing. Uh, yeah. and, and so... You know, Paul talks about in First Corinthians, uh, I believe it's chapter nine, he talks about discipline in his body. Um, mm-hmm. We could talk about uh, an effectiveness. Uh, how do we live an effective life? Well, we could look at a, 
how do we do it in work? How do we do it, you know, mentally, spiritually? I think one of the things you wanted to talk today was how do we do that physically? Yeah, um, I think that is a huge yeah. part of, you know, our spiritual formation because part of our relationship with God is giving him our whole self. And part of that is the physicality and how we, you know, interact with our body. So I think, right. you know, if we are not having mental preparedness, physical preparedness, then how are we right, supposed right. to be spiritually prepared and formed? Right. So like normally I would talk about this part of effectiveness is is what we're doing in life. Is it godly, right? Run it right. through that filter. Is it is it are we letting the peace of Christ rule within us? Are we being effective in what we're doing? In other words, um, is it working? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. is it is it is it appealing to the Lord? Uh, but then as you put the notes on here today about the physical part, that's that's a whole nother element. And again, um, Paul talks about in first Corinthians nine about disciplining the body, yeah. uh, not because uh, it's it's this bad thing. Right. That needs to be um, punished or, you know, put through put through the mill. But because it's a very useful thing, as you talked about mental and spiritual well-being uh, that needs to be stewarded and trained. Um, so we should, uh, as followers of Christ, uh, because we are supposed to take care of every part of our body, uh, be concerned with our health, uh, because our health affects everything. Our physical health affects our mind, affects our heart. Uh, it affects our outlook, our perspectives. It limits the ups and downs, uh, not in a way where we like idolize health, right. Or right. Being, you know, the phys physical aspect of it but simply because we want to care for our bodies well so that, and that's an important phrase there, we can use them to serve God in an effective manner to the, to the most that we can. And so uh, I think that's sort of kind of where, you know, the physical aspect uh, that we want to hit on today, because I don't know about you, but if I lay around uh, in the morning, I wake up, right. And I, uh, I heard this phrase this week, um, from a leader uh, that was pouring into to us on a call that the first thing you should do is get up and make your bed mm -hmm. uh, and then like go for a jog, go for a walk or, you know, take your shower, do all that, but get active, get moved. You know, greatly changes. Um, and so it's just taking care of our body. It's, it's being mm -hmm. active daily. And uh, to me that then leads into that effective lifestyle. Uh, that we can press into more as we go through this podcast uh, series and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I am 100% on there. I think routine is really crucial in creating yeah. a life. Um, that That's is the word, routine. Consistent. Routine, yeah. yeah. So I, I love that. And I think that we'll be able to definitely dive into that um, and talk right. about our own personal routines. But let's let's right. dive into excellence and how yeah. we can pursue excellence in our life. Well, I think everybody has a different definition of excellence. Like if I were to ask you, what, it, what does excellence mean? Uh, what would you say? Alexa, stop. <laughs> when I think of excellence, I think of um, just doing things to the best of your ability, pursuing um, things to the utmost of your ability. Yeah. Sorry, my Alexa yeah. decided to chat with me today. <laughs> hey, technology. So to me, excellence is, again, we all have a different definition of excellence. And so don't get bogged down in, in, in this art of comparison of excellence. And I think a lot of us do that. But to me, excellence is biblical. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Um, as we finish up this godly, effective excellence mm -hmm. uh, 
sort of kind of process. Colossians 3.23 says, set your mind mind on things above, uh, not things that are on this earth. And I, I think that's very important because we're doing things for the Lord. And if we do things for the Lord, if we're doing it in a godly way, if we're treating our day-to-day -day routines, our work, you know, our mindsets, our physicality, all those things in an effective way and sort of kind of trimming what I would consider, uh, you know, the, the, the extraneous stuff that we don't need doing yeah. things well, then excellence is that, that last part of, of really keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that's our focus on the Lord, because if we are worldly minded, uh, it means that we're led by things like our impulses, right? Yeah. It things that we're led by like our passions, our desires. And that's where mental health all comes into play. And all these things that can take us down these negative habits and negative formations. And so a person who is uh, really focuses on the world, which we all do, by the way, at some point. Right. Um, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah, we're it's human. Gonna happen. <laughs> right. We're human. And if we're really focused on our own personal desires, that's the flesh, um, we will cater to the wants and the needs of, of the world. And we will seek affirmation from the world that here's the deal that will never fulfill us. Mm -hmm. That won't. Yeah, that's, that's why good. this scripture is so important is to set things, uh, set our minds on things above, because instead of being led by the Holy spirit, all right, instead of being led uh, by Christ, we are, you know, we, we are being led by the world and right. that can do some damage uh, when it comes to that personal uh, relationship uh, with Christ. And, yeah. you know, so you may ask them, well, what's the outcome then of living a life of excellence? Well, it, to me, it's a spiritual mindset that is set on those fruits of the spirits, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I, I think that's sort of kind of the product of living a life of excellence. And yeah. uh, here's the deal. It's an ongoing process. Absolutely. It's an ongoing process. It's a day, day to day decision that you have to make. Um, yeah, it's almost like, you... are you getting up to, I know, are you choosing to live out of fear? Or are you choosing to live out of faith? And I think right. that that is really where we get to focus in on as followers of Christ, as right. um, people who are pursuing that intimate relationship is, are we choosing to live a world full of fear, which will completely destroy our bodies, completely destroy right. our mental mindset, and will you know, distract us from what really is important, or are we choosing to live in faith, which is choosing joy, seeking the fruitfulness of the Lord, and just, you know, right. staying steady on the routine that we are called to be on. Yep, and I think that's a great, a great point to stop on here as we, as we finish up, because I think it's necessary for us to examine every thought of our life, and that's what that scripture is saying, yeah. is to set your mind on things above, to make sure that every thought that you have is of God and not of the world. Absolutely. Wow, I'm super excited for just the journey that this is going to yeah, it's gonna entail. Be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to dive into a lot more. This is just an introduction. So if you're like, oh my gosh, 
that was a lot. Well, hey, we're about to dive into it even more. So thank you guys so much for being a part of the Sanctum conversation. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at thesanctum.ministries, as well as Facebook at The Sanctum, and give us a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Spotify, make sure to turn on those notifications so that you can be reminded when we drop an episode. Dad, thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Yep, share it, share it, share it.